What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful M Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds haven't signed anyone new since we last talked, but they had two more preseason games, and they're gearing up for Louisville to come to town on Saturday. We're going to break it all down while also determining our top 11 players in the Lily era. It should be fun. Let's go. With that music, with this background music, it makes me just like, like I don't, I don't know. I feel like let's go. Like I feel like I'm in a lounge. Like let's go, guys. <laughs> like, your let's go couldn't be too loud because it yeah. felt it too inappropriate with this music. It's like you're disturbing yeah. someone. Yeah. All right. Should I cut the music? I, I think so. Things. Yeah. I don't think it's the whole fine. podcast needs the music. That's fine. We did it last week. So I, so just some, you know, uh, how the sausage is made kind of thing. The service that we use is called Restream that allows us to sort of stream everything live, which is really cool. Um, but in terms of being able to add our own music, it doesn't allow us to just like bring in our own music, but they have this whole like library of music we can use as a background, but it's completely AI generated and it's random. So you can pick a category and it'll start playing it. And I can just hit like randomizer, but I will we'll never get the same background music like multiple episodes in a row because it just, it won't happen. So it makes it a little bit weird. Um, at some Who point, maybe we'll just play mixer lives right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure it's yeah. just copyright thing. So like they don't have to copyright yeah. anything. So therefore it's all free to use. But if you get a picket, then you might use the same one over and over again. Then maybe you can make a claim for copyright. So I feel like this is all just a way to do it for free. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's just to cover their butts so that nobody is yeah. uh yeah, stealing music. Kev, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> no, I don't know. Nothing, Nothing much. Uh, watched uh, in our attempt to get through most of the uh, Oscar nominations. Um, we watched Top Gun uh, this past weekend. Um, wait, wait, wait. Os yeah. Top Gun was up for an Oscar? It's up Maverick? for Best Picture. Yeah, Maverick's a really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I, yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, I wasn't, I had pretty low expectations. Um, it was good. I, the, I mean, the action sequences were incredible. I mean, to like how they shot it and just, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Everything else in between, I was like, eh, I don't really care that much. Um, but every time like an action sequence popped up, I was like, this is sick. I don't know, so, man. I, I watched that right after watching the original Top Gun and they did a really good job of like threading some, inf like some things about the sun, about Goose's son and like, all that kind of stuff and like flashbacks. I was like, this is really good. This is really good. <laughs> Seeing in theaters. And it's definitely like a movie. Like I went, I think I went for father's day with my dad. I was like, this is what you see. For yeah. Father's day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It was cool. I, I, I better than I thought. At one point when it first came out in theaters, um, the advertisements for it were everywhere. And so the boys, like my boys hadn't seen the original top gun yet. So I was like, well, we got to see that first if we're going to see this. And I I remembered watching the original Top Gun when I was younger. And I remembered the movie very differently. It was still good. It was entertaining. But um, it just didn't feel like it held up to the level of sort of what they were expecting. And so they sort of got bored with it. So I keep meaning to watch the new one. And I just haven't seen it yet. But I, I want to check it out. So I will check it out. 
Um, I, mean, I just didn't know like they learned how to fly F-18s. Like, yeah. holy crap. You know, it's just a, uh, that, that alone. Like Cruise, yeah. At this point, yeah. Tom Cruise just like does movies and uses an ex excuse to like take classes for things. It's like, yeah. I want to go to space. Uh, I'm going to be on the International Space Station next. That's that's what's going to happen with him. And then like he, you know, with all the um, Mission Impossibles, he's just like, oh, uh, yeah, fly a helicopter. I want to learn that. Let's let's do that with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. James yeah. Cameron does something similar. Like I remember him yeah. saying he made Titanic because he just wanted to go to the bottom of the ocean. So he was like, what's yeah. my excuse to go to the bottom of the ocean? Let's let's make a movie called Titanic and then I can go down there and it'll be great. So, yeah, to live that life. I don't know if we talked about this. I started watching. Um, there's a show on Apple TV called Shrinking. I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen this. Um, I, it, in my mind, it's the best show on TV right now. Um, I had I had heard about so the guy who plays Roy Kent on uh, on Ted Lasso. He wrote it and he's one of the producers on it. And apparently, um, Harrison Ford is also he's in it. And uh, and Roy Kent, I'm just going to call him Roy Kent. I know that's not Hercules, whatever. Um, he was on some talk show and he said, like, when he met Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford was like, that's the best script I've ever seen. And and he was like shrinking like, you know, you were in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like this, like this isn't that <laughs> well, good. So I was, let's be I honest. was like, I got Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Script, yeah, but I was script. like, I, I was like, yeah. I got to check this out. And it's like every line, every moment is just like gold. So, yeah, if if uh, if you're looking for something new, um, check it out. It's really, really funny. Um, yeah. Jason Siegel's in it. He's awesome in it. Um, and yeah. I still feel like watching it, it you kind of realize like, oh, Harrison Ford gives a crap about this movie. Yeah. That's part of yeah. the show. seen that in a while. Like it's it's weird to see him actually look like he care about a role instead <laughs> of just being like cashing a check. Are you saying that's what he did for Star Wars? Oh, for sure. Like yeah. I feel like Star Wars was like I have to do this. They're gonna give me so much money if I don't do it. I'm stupid. <laughs> so he just did it. Um, and I think we might have lost Mike. I think we might have. Oh, I heard a sniff. That sounded like Mike. Oh no. All right. Well. <laughs> I uh, will tell you what I did this weekend. Uh, I have nothing but furniture, uh, deck furniture in my living room right now. We're getting it all delivered and it's come in like seven boxes, eight boxes at this point, And it just keeps on coming and coming. And uh, we also are getting all of our Steel Army merch and everything like that ordered. So like right now, my living room just looks like it's like a Amazon truck or something like that. It's just full of boxes right now. So that's a lot of fun. I think we have Mike back. Let's try it. I'm here. Yeah, Mike. Sorry, I was like, hey, just, just keep going without me. You're fine. <laughs> um, no, it's like raining here. And so I was like, did I lose connection? I think it's just the rest of my family's trying to hog the Wi-Fi. So I had to like boot them off and prioritize <laughs> oh, this. because This is the priority, you know? Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, don't, don't flatter yourself. But, you know. Um, so guys, one one thing, uh, just uh, let's let's get into the the news. There's um, <laughs> there's very little news, uh, but we're gonna talk about it anyway, and then we're gonna get into a new thing that um, I sort of thought of earlier today and just like scrambled to put it together. We'll have more details on it next week. But uh, first and foremost, no new signings since last week. Since last time we talked, I, we kept hoping for news that like, oh, a bunch of the guys have contracts that were offered to them. Maybe they'll like trickle announce play. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. 
Um, the closest thing we got was basically when the Hounds played Detroit uh, last Tuesday, they let it slip that one of our trusts is Tula Shoenmi, who um, we can confirm he was playing in the game against Akron. Um, he clearly was playing in the game against Detroit. Uh, so we had a name and we could do a little bit of digging. We know that he was drafted 88th overall by Atlanta United of the MLS. He's six foot three, 200 pounds, plays either striker or on the wing. He is a big body, um, which is cool. Um, he graduated in spring of 2022, but then he also, he continued playing uh, with his college squad as a grad student after that. And he's from England. That's kind of all we know based on the internet. There's a lot of highlight reels out there just for pretty much every other player. Um, so it's hard to gauge how well he might actually do with the team. Assuming that he signs with us, we don't know that yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, Josh, how are you feeling about the fact that we're literally two weeks out and we still have, I think, 11 players signed? Maybe? I, I feel like that's like I, I have to believe that we actually have more players signed. They just have not announced them yet. And I don't know why they're waiting, but like there's no way we only have 11 players signed. Like I, th we have to have more players signed. I can kind of believe it. I don't know. Really? I, yeah. I don't know. This soon, like this close to the season starting, I feel like we have to be like, I'm not saying the whole squad's already signed. I'm just saying like, I don't think it's only 11 players. Like I think we're closer to just needing like one or two pieces left, not like half the squad. Okay, I mean, I kind of get think? it because, because well, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, Josh, because I like if you're doomsday planning and then you're the hounds, worst case scenario is 80% of the trialists that you have in your mind to offer contracts to say no. And then you're literally like, I don't know if we can play the first game of the season. <laughs> um, so I get that on that level, but. I don't know. I'm just, I was just so mentally prepared for Lily and co to leave it very late. And, it, you know, to, to have maybe 65 to 70% of a full squad for day one of season and fill in the rest of the 30%, like after the first week of, of the actual regular season. I don't know. I, that, that could be crazy, but I don't know. That's, that's what I was, that's what I was mentally preparing for. So that's where I'm at right now. I, see, I was thinking about this a little bit this morning and I understand that like we use these camps to try to find players and things like that, but it gets back to what is the actual purpose of the preseason? Like is the preseason for the guys to get ready for the season or is it to like take into the last minute to build your team and then your team it's figures that. itself out like the first few weeks of the season? I think it's that. And I, that's That's sort of been the tactic, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, the one other thing that sort of made me a little bit curious, um, so we had gotten rumors, we'll call them rumors that, uh, at the Akron game, essentially a week ago, uh, a little over a week ago, m that many of the players had already been offered contracts. And so the thought was that they were just waiting to sign them. And then after the Akron game, which we had discussed was a nil nil draw. And I think Steve was like, how did we not score against Akron? Um, word on the street is that Lily was pretty furious after that game to the point that he did not, uh, he, he came out 
of the locker room afterwards, realized the press was there and he turned around and went right back in and sent Robbie Mertz out instead because he just did not want to talk to them, which apparently that's like the first time that's ever happened. So I also wonder how much of that is like he's looking at the spot and going, this ain't it. Um, you know, pulling back some of those contract offers and trying to do something else, but we just don't know. Um, our buddy Matt Grubba was uh, sort of live tweeting the pit game, uh, and he kept mentioning with the lineups that, you know, instead of saying somebody's name, he says try list. Uh, and towards the end, he said it'll be great next week when I no longer have to use the phrase try list. So, in theory, we will have a bunch of signees announced this week, but again, if we're talking like 10 guys like are they just going to drop it all on one day and be like surprise we now have a team here's our 10 additional players I, I there was nothing announced today so literally there's four days between now and louisville so like i i don't know i will say if if we're in this position seven days from now then yes you could panic <laughs> like if we're going into a week left you know, a week left of preseason and we have like 11 or 12 players yeah that wouldn't be good um yeah i i think we have them before uh the louisville game like i i do i think we have a good amount of players i'm not saying we're gonna have 100 but i i do think and like at the same time like if you think about it like are these players really going to be starters like at the point now, do do you feel like we have pretty much our starting lineup? I think we were pretty pretty close. I think we're close. Yeah. And like, if that's the case, then like, yeah, it's not kind of that surprising that you're not going to make like a special day for every single one of these players to like get announced. Like, you just kind of like, <laughs> you're not good enough to have your own signing day. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you can't really have too much hype around a player that no one's ever heard of, and yeah. like, you know, maybe doesn't have that much pro experience. It, so I, I think that's fair. I don't think you need to have every single signing be a big event. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get like five in a day or something like that. And like, you know, another like four or five in another day. Um, but I think it was more likely, like I could see like five players being announced at once. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and to your point, Josh, um, you know, we could probably, we could name at least a starting 11 right now right we could have jamali wait and goal you could have three across the back with ordonez farrell and hogan you could have your two outside guys being dos santos who uh i guess picked up some time against pitt and rovi and then in the midfield you could have ibarra kenny and mertz and then up top you can have dequa and kiza or just dequa or just kiza and like there's your starting 11 um whether that's like the best starting 11 we have who knows but we have that so do with that what you will i think some of it was a bit at least for me i was a bit worried i'm still worried but like especially during the preseason we haven't really seen kenny we haven't really seen dos santos in which case you're you are relying on trialists um haven't really seen dequa a ton either and so it's kind of like when you don't see these guys you're starting to wonder with every week that, that passes how close are we to them actually playing and, and getting some minutes before the season starts so so yeah. Santos is coming off of an injury last season, right? That's yes. why he was out for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So he got a few minutes in the game this weekend, which um, we can talk a little bit about. So we did have two preseason matches this week. We played Detroit on Tuesday, nil-nil draw. Um, you know, Detroit was pretty tight-lipped. It was supposed to be a closed-door thing, even though we learned about Tula showing me um, 
So take that for what you will. Saturday night against Pitt at Highmark, we ended up winning two to one. We got goals from Kizza and Mertz, but again, there was a lot of trialists that got time. Um, it sounded like weight may not have gotten many minutes, if any. So we had a trialist keeper in there. Um, and so again, trialist keeper or the second keeper that we signed. I, I forget his name. think it, I think that, I think there was a trialist that got some time. Um, so I, you know, take that for what you will. Um, but so far this week, uh, or so far this preseason, you know, the, the team likes to, to tout that we've only let in one goal while we scored five. I think, again, you have to sort of weigh that against the competition, but we got three goals against Penn state, two against Pitt. Otherwise, the rest of them were pretty much nil-nil draws. We have no idea what happened against Columbus Crew. So really, it all comes down to, you know, at least in terms of the preseason, Louisville comes to town on Saturday at 2 p.m., which free to attend, Highmark Stadium, concessions will be open. Um, looking at sort of what Louisville has done so far this preseason, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, they seem to have either drawn or lost against MLS opponents. So they drill new new again. Nil-nil against Nashville, 2-2 against Sporting KC. Uh, they lost 3-1 to to Austin FC, and they lost 2-1 to in the Seattle Sounders. But against USL competition, they played the Colorado Springs switchbacks and won 3-0. And Kev, they played Knoxville, and they drew 2-2 most recently. Hmm. So no idea what to expect uh, when they come to town here on Saturday. Um, one thing we can expect, though, Josh, is that there's an AGM beforehand, which starts at noon. So what's going on with the AGM? Yeah, yeah. Starts at noon. Uh, we're going to have the upstairs area. So uh, we decided since they're going to let, uh, they're going to actually start concessions an hour before the game. So we'll just figure if you want food, you can go downstairs to get food uh, an hour after the AGM starts. Um, yeah, we have three people running for two member rep positions. If you are currently a Steel Army member or signed up this year, you should have got an email. Uh, on Monday, uh, all about the candidates with uh, their little bios, and uh, they wrote down like a paragraph of like information. It was pretty good. Uh, all of them are great candidates, so I'm, I'm super excited for this year. Uh, other than that, yeah, pick up your membership. We have all the merch. We have new uh, car magnets. So if uh, yours is like mine and pretty faded after like four years or whatever it is since we last sold car magnets, uh, time to get a new one. Uh, we'll have those available. And uh, another cool thing is that we actually just put up all of our Teespring shirts. They look so, great. I yeah, went and looked yeah. at them today. Yeah, they look fantastic. I want to get a few. It's cool. And uh, with Teespring, all the proceeds goes towards our community outreach group. So, like, they decide where to spend the money in within the community, uh, different charities. Um, all that money will end up going to a charity of some sort. Like, it's, it's just going to be uh, dependent on the community outreach and what uh, – organizations they pair with this this season so yeah no that's awesome you mentioned the the individuals that are running um i noticed that if a couple of them if even one of them gets in you're going to be outnumbered on the board in terms of mongols versus houndsy right because like <laughs> there's gonna be more houndsy members than there will be mongols so yeah i mean that's already the case so it's fine oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's true yeah never mind um but yeah um yeah, so for sure. And and that's open to everybody, right? You don't have to be a Steel Army member to show up at the AGM. No, the AGM itself is actually where a lot of people buy their membership. So yeah. like even if you don't have a membership from last year, you can come to it and listen to what we have going on this year. We'll talk about different uh plans we have, TIFO stuff, bus trip stuff, um, all that kind of information. And then you can actually just sign up there. 
if you want to, or if you don't want to, that's fine too. Um, it's also kind of just a cool way to usher in the new season and get everyone pre- prepped for it. Uh, hopefully we can get some people from the organization to talk during the meeting as well. Like maybe Jeff um, or Nicole, I'm not sure who's all going to be there yet, but that's the plan. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, something that occurred to me again, it might've been today or no, maybe it was this weekend. I think I messaged you, Josh, where, Traditionally, the team has done a season ticket holder event where then they roll out the players and you get to see all the uniforms and the kits for the season. And apparently there's just been no word about that, right? Yeah, I'm I'm like 99% positive we're not going to have a new kit this season. That'd be my guess too. Yeah, like I feel like there would have been some buzz. Like it's a small possibility that maybe the away kit changes a little bit. Um but like we're not going to get all new kits. Like it's not going to be a new Holman away, which we haven't done that in a long time anyway. So I'm not surprised by that. I was kind of hoping that it would be like every other year we have like, like the home one changes one year, the away one changes the next year, then the home one changes the next year. Like that's what kind of like the the rotation I was hoping for. So it will be a little bit disappointing if we don't get a new. I think it would be the away kit this year. Um, but we'll see. Hmm. I'm 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 bored. Like you just I just went something. You just you're I, you're sorry for anything. Something like I like we said, you know, in the uh, at the very end of last season, I was like, just do something that surprises me, and like no new kits, no player announcements, no like we we have nothing. Like we're going, we're literally two weeks away from the season, and we're sitting here fishing for stuff to talk about because we're like, I I don't know. They played Detroit, and we didn't hear anything about that, so maybe we, we don't have partnered. player names. We partnered with a science museum in Rochester. That was news. I don't know what that's all about. I'm, I think it's like the museum of play or like the center of play. I don't know. I, I saw the tweet and I got very confused why we were partnering with someone <laughs> in Rochester. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I, if it was like the children's museum, cool, but like it's some, again, it's something in Rochester. So why are we partnering with someone? Rochester has its own team. Like kudos they, for like, the sponsor, but I, <laughs> Well, you know, so we did we did end up getting word that uh, we have a date and a time for when we're supposed to play Rochester in the Open Cup, which we talked about last week in terms of how Rochester are just a complete mess. Um, assuming they can field a team, we're supposed to play them Wednesday, April 5th at 7 p.m. at Highmark. Should they choose not to show up, no idea what will happen, assuming we'll just sort of move on to the next round, but we will learn at a later date who we will actually face in the next round. The next round is when the MLS teams enter the competition as well. So there's a chance that, you know, we could get an MLS team. If we have to travel again to like another, to an MLS team, I'm going to be pretty ticked about that because it's just, we're supposed to have a home game against Rochester and Rochester is an MLS next pro. And then they just don't show up. And then it's like, Oh, here you go. Now go play, you know, DC United or go play Cincy again or something. It's just going to be, I'm just setting myself for this year. Um, <laughs> the theme of Michael's mindset continues for the preseason. It really is. It's all downhill yeah. from here. Um, one other thing before we got start to just get into this whole ranking thing that I just wanted to touch on, and it might take two minutes and then we'll be done, but we'll see. Uh, the town that the the Highmark Stadium announced today that apparently the Pittsburgh Thunderbirds, which is the Pittsburgh Ultimate Frisbee team, is going to be calling Highmark Stadium home this year. And so they play 
There's your six, news, Mike. Come on. They're, they're going to play six games at Highmark between April 29th and July 22nd. So I was like, oh, like, is this going to coincide with our season? Yeah, it's absolutely going to coincide with our season. Um, and they play on some Saturdays. So there's going to be a stretch there where, like, even if we won't be there, someone will be there playing at Highmark on a Saturday. So that'll be very interesting. It seems like they have a pretty decent following. And listen, more power to the hounds if they're using the facilities to make money doing other things. I'm all for that, 100%. That's one of the big reasons why I think that having a women's team would be so huge is because then you have two different teams that are calling Highmark Stadium home. Well, now if you have the ultimate Frisbee team that's calling it home, you have what the rugby tournament is going to be there playing. Highmark is going to become this hub beyond just soccer, which I'm, I'm perfectly fine with. Um, to a certain extent, I, I encourage. So I think it's great. Um, it'll be interesting to sort of see how it shakes out. They mentioned some like uh, cross promotional stuff with the Hounds where maybe there's one of the half times at the Hounds game, they'll come out and play some ultimate or do something. I don't know. Um, That'd be cool. I actually, I, I, I usually the ultimate Frisbee stuff happens during the day anyway. Mm-hmm. So like it could even be on the same oh, day true. that the Hounds play at home. Cause they could just play like at noon or something like that. And yeah. then, you know, they're cleared out well before seven o'clock or whatever. Um, so I could see that totally working out. And uh, I think they've done ultimate Frisbee at halftime before. I know we've done rugby because like when the you know, rugby team in Pittsburgh first uh, came about, they they showed up to Highmark and played like during 10 minutes during the half or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot, a lot of fun. So, yeah, this is awesome. And it, I like stuff like ultimate Frisbee because it's not as wear and tear on the turf. Like I want more of that and less yeah. of like football games being played there. Cause I want the turf to not get screwed up as much. <laughs> so yes, ultimate Frisbee. Perfect. Agreed. <laughs> what we got new turf two years ago at Highmark. That's two or three years ago at this point, but it's, I mean, it's, it looks fine, but yeah. it's just, it, sure. when you use it for like, especially football, uh, and they were having a lot of football games, there, a lot of high school football games there and stuff like that. It, it gets torn up pretty fast. So, yeah. but, but this is a case too, where again, the Monterey Junction training facility really allows the team to spend less time at Highmark because they're training there and that saves the turf and allows other teams to come in and use it. And you're still not putting in as much wear and tear as if you're there every day practicing. So yeah, I mean, coming up aces for the team, at least in that regard. So that's good. Um, so is there anything else you guys want to talk about here before I get into this, like top 11 in the Lily era topic? I got nothing. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So here was the, here was the idea and I want it to, to go, it's going to go beyond just the three of us. Obviously I'm going to put some polls out on Twitter. I'll put them out on YouTube. Although I did notice that, um, what was it? There was something uh related to twitter where i think sometimes our live stream just like won't show up on twitter now or like it stopped counting views or like twitter is on the fast track uh down so just brace yourself i hope it stays up but i'm just brace yourself like this will also be on youtube um but the thought is that lily has now been with the team since 2018 over the course of that period we've had a number of players sort of come and go And so the thought was it could be fun to look at each position, look at what players we have had in each position and put together sort of like the top team if we were to pick players for each position from the Lily era. 
And so my thought was in the 45 minutes I had to scramble and put some graphics together, we would talk about keepers and center backs tonight. And then next week we will talk about uh, wingers, midfielders, and forwards. And, and what we'll do is we'll go through and we'll talk about, you know, the players that we've had in those positions. Uh, maybe we'll do some stats depending upon the position themselves. And then we can each pick our own and everybody else can pick their own. And then collectively we'll have this sort of like top 11 from the little area. And maybe we'll have some like bench players too, because they're just like too good. So with keepers, other than Jamali Waite, who can name me a keeper that we've had in the Lily era? Kevin, name me a keeper. Fitiello. Josh, name me a keeper. Kyle Morton. There's one other one. Can you name him? <laughs> Is it Stefan? No. no, that wasn't the Lily mm-hmm. era. No, I mean Dan Lind is Dan Lind. Yeah, so yeah. we have the graphic nice. up. Nice. Dan Lind was with the team in 2018. Kyle Morton was with us technically for two years. Um, Danny Vidiella was with the team for two years, and Jamali Waite was obviously here last year. So, gentlemen, just looking at this list: Dan Lind, Kyle Morton, Danny Vidiello, Jamali Waite. If you had to guess. Who do you think had the best save percentage out of those four? Kev, who who would you guess? Kyle Morton. Josh, who do you think? That's what I was going to say was Kyle Morton. Kyle Morton. In terms of save percentage, Danny Vitiello topped out at a 72.4%. Yeah, Kyle Morton was at a 70%, so only a 2% difference. Um, Dan Lind had a 67%. Jamali Waite had the lowest percentage, 64%. Now, he has a, uh, I was going to say he has a smaller body of work. Technically, Jamali Waite has played, um, what, 13 fewer games than Vitiello. He's played six less games than Morton. so he still has some time to sort of make up some numbers. And the thought is that he will see, but we're sort of assuming he might be the number one this season. Um, additionally, when you look at goals conceded per game, Danny Vitiello was at uh, 0.89 per game. So the actual best goals conceded per game was Kyle Morton at 0.76 per game. So Kyle Morton had less goals conceded, but Danny Vitiello had a better save percentage. Hmm. So, with that in mind, these are just some basic stats. There are other intangibles as it relates to keepers that um, that don't necessarily show up in stats like this. Like, for example, Jamali Waite um, saving pens last season. Uh, you know, that's not something that typically shows up on a stat sheet. Or, um, you know, Vidiello was often playing behind a porous defense and had to face more shots and, and do more than somebody like Kyle Morton might have had to do. So based on this, based on some of the numbers, Josh, if I told you you could you're you're starting a new team right now, which one of these guys do you think that you're going to take to be your keeper? I, the reason why I said Kyle Morton to begin with because I I thought he was our best keeper, so I would I would mm. still go with Kyle Morton. Kyle Morton, who I believe is with Louisville this year, so he's bounced around with he's with Louisville. Danny Vidiello is still with Sacramento. Kev, who are you taking? I was going to say what. Did, was Kyle Morton at Louisville last year too? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'll take Louisville's keeper off their hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're taking Morton. Yeah. I'm, I'm really torn here because 
I just don't know. Like part of me wants to to take Jamali Waite because I feel like there's something about him, especially that, you know, the, the little bit that I've seen this preseason that I think is exciting. And I think he has room to grow. I think he has the potential to have better stats than these other guys, but these other guys have clearly proven it. I mean, nobody's given Dan Lind any love, unfortunately, <laughs> but, um, no. but I shouldn't yeah. have laughed. <laughs> 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 no. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I agree. I, will... I think I think with Jamali Waite, he I think with well, I mean you could say this about all the keepers, but I, I do think Jamali Waite's numbers will improve that with like this year's performance. Um I think yeah, he he to echo what you said, Mike, yeah. He he showed flashes of you know, being a very, very good keeper and and there and but I think he also equally balanced those moments out with some moments of, you know, error. Uh, I think specifically, I think it was one of his first games or whatever away at Louisville. And he like, I think he like rolls the ball out to a Louisville player or something. Um, so yeah, we'll see what experience does for him. Well, and one thing to consider too, now that I think about it. So Kyle Morton was here multiple years, his first year here, he really didn't do much at all. He was brought in. He was a former Rhino. And we were like, Oh, you know, this guy, he knows Lily did like nothing. And then his second year was when he blew up. Danny Vitiello came in and was sort of a backup to Thomas Gomez, um, sort of took the number one spot from him late in the season and then blew up his second year. So who knows? Maybe Jamali Waite will have his like big season this season and then go out West or something. Here's the other thing is I I think subconsciously I'm leaning towards Kyle Morton more just because I remember him being a lot bigger than Danny Vitiello Mm -hmm. or Jamali Waite. And to me, it's just, yeah. Tall goalkeepers are great, and that's that's what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. Cool. I say, good. Good graphics, Mike. I feel like I feel like you guys have sort of, no matter what I pick, you guys have outweighed me two to one. So I'm, I'll <laughs> go with Kyle Morton, and we'll say that Kyle Morton will be our starting keeper. But I'm really interested to hear what other people have to say. So, like I said, we will put a poll up, and you guys can vote, and uh, and we'll go from there. The next category, gentlemen, this is where it gets a little bit trickier: is center backs. We have had a number of center backs, and this list is actually those who spent a decent amount of time playing with the team. So starting in 2018, Hugh Roberts uh, was our center back, along with Todd Pratzner and Toby Adewale. And then the next year, uh, Hugh left, Joe Greenspan came in, Tommy Van Kiazeel came in, um, Skylar Thomas was there after that. And Skylar Thomas was around for a few years, a big body defender, uh, played a lot of minutes. You had Preston Kilwine, who we all had really high hopes for, came in for sort of one season and then left. And then over the past few years, you had Jelani Peters, Mikhail Williams, and Shane Wheat. Finally, Ordonez comes in this last season. And now we've already been singing the praise of Arturo this preseason. It sounds like the defense is going to run through him. So this is where it's going to get interesting, guys, because there's there's a number of guys here who got a lot of minutes for the team, um, who've done a lot of really good things for the team. Let's say that in a given Lily system, let's say we will pick three center backs. We'll start three <laughs> center backs yeah. and then go two wingers so that we're not picking just two center backs. So, Kev, you, you seem to be salivating over there. <laughs> So well, just, there, give me, just give me one. Just give me one. We'll we'll go around and we'll all right, each, so I'll, pick I, one. I'll okay. make it easy. Uh funky zeal. Easy. Ah. Yeah. I that's it yeah. feels like Tom V is a bit of a gimme. Um, yeah. 
Josh, who give, give me one? I mean, I wanted to say Tommy V, but I guess Joe Greenspan. <laughs> yeah, Greenspan was my second too. Yeah, I was a, it, those are my two tops right there. So, okay. just... <laughs> so if we, okay, I was gonna say like maybe we each have a different top three, but if you start with Tommy V and Joe Greenspan, there's what uh, nine other guys I, to fill one spot. I feel confident that my third pick won't be any of your third picks. Todd Pratzner. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude. Pratzner was solid as ever. And I just loved how it was just, like what it was. Oh man. Maybe two seasons ago where it was just like out of nowhere, mid season, Todd Pratzner starting the game. And I was like, did we even sign him? Like, where is Todd Pratzner coming from? And he just comes in, does a job and he was solid. I love Todd Pratzner. Yeah. He's, he's my third. Man. Josh, what are you thinking? I mean, I was originally thinking Toby out of Wally, um, but I mean, I don't know. They're, they're, I mean, this one's a lot harder for me. Like Toby was my probably going to be my pick. I really like Hugh Roberts, but maybe that's just biased because I like him yeah. <laughs> as a person so much that I just I would love to have him back. Um, no, I'll stick with Toby. Okay, I I, I think from a sort of impact on the team and the community and like outreach i think hugh roberts for sure mm-hmm. like can you imagine a, a back line of you know tommy v in the middle flanked by joe greenspan and hugh roberts like that's insane get out of here did todd pratzner <laughs> you're right you're right obviously. but i think i think what makes this difficult too is that I think that Peters and Williams are sort of unsung. They just sort of, they were here the past two years. They did a job. I know that there was some Shane Wheat hate from us. And then he sort of came on as an offensive powerhouse last season. And then you have Arturo that, um, you know, again, he, he's sort of the, the Jamali Waite scenario where it's like he had a really good year last year and he could be, you know, the next Joe Greenspan or Hugh Roberts or Toby Adewale. So this is really, this is tough. As I was putting out this list, I was like, ah, crap. Like, how do we, how do we do this? Um, so we're all in agreement about Tommy V. Yeah. And Greenspan. And Greenspan. Unless you're not. I mean, you're the only one that didn't really. Yeah, Mike. See, for me, it comes down to, oh man. I was going to say like I will, th- three to, or to give, four players for two spots. To give you more time to think, Mike, I will say. I don't need more time I, to think. I just don't know. <laughs> I was like, well, I was gonna, like, <laughs> if we're playing three center backs, I, I think Monkey Azeal's, well, the role that he played most in a three back center back system was in the middle. Right. And I, but I also, I don't want to see Greenspan on a right sided or left sided center back of a three necessarily either. So they're both kind of, for me at least, kind of central of the three, which might make things awkward. I think Vonky is still probably, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So that, that could be an argument for what you're trying to think around. I, I'd still take both of them without even thinking because they're just extremely talented players. But yeah. Okay. So for me, Tommy V is a gimme. And at this point, 
I, I liked, I think part of my problem with Toby is I liked him personally as well. Like he'd been on a show a few times, well, and, that's true. you know, we yeah. caught up with him. He's a great dude. Um, and I think he was another young one with a lot of potential. So you have the Toby in the Arturos where it's like young guys that are going to grow in the position and can put in a shift. And then you have like the Hugh Roberts and the Joe Greenspan that brings sort of the experience um, and are just sort of like powerhouses. So Oh man. Okay. Uh Ordonias or Atawale? Josh. Mm. I mean, I, I picked Atawale, but I do think Ordonias is solid. Like I I I am not sad that we have Ordonias right now. Right. That's a that's a non-answer. Kevin, Atawale or Ordonias? <laughs> uh I'd take Ordonias. I for whatever reason I have less blunders in my head around Ordonez versus Toby. I think Toby's baseline game without any serious errors might be a little better than Ordonez, but for whatever reason, I remember some some blunders from Toby. So then I was going to say Greenspan or Hugh Roberts, but it sounds like you guys are both taking Joe Greenspan in that scenario. Yeah. So maybe we say Tommy, Joe... And Arto and, and Ordonez, are we okay with that being our three? I am. I mean, you, I'm happy with Pratzner, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I so I had put together my own sort of stats as I was looking through this to try to see if there were some comparables, and I was like, how do you even compare these guys? Like, is it clearances? Like, wh- how do you measure? the success of a defender it's not as clear cut as like save percentage which that i mean that's not even a clear cut stat that's just something you could use and um and so justin had put together a spreadsheet where he's been tracking stuff for years and i was like dude you don't even have pratzner on here (laughs) he was just (laughs) laughing criminal (laughs) (laughs) yeah so josh are you opposed to tommy v joe greenspan and ordonez no, I'm not. I, that sounds good to me. I, I I did not have a strong argument for Adewale. I I just had to pick a third, and out of yeah. all those, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And and the rationale there is we could go with Tommy V and sort of two veterans in Greenspan and Roberts, or you can go with sort of the younger. I mean, Adewale is no longer a young guy, but like I shouldn't say that he's substantially younger than I am. Or you could go with like the new guys that are sort of learning the trade, which are sort of the Atawale and the Ordonez. So it's like pick one of each. So Tommy V, Joe Greenspan, Arturo Ordonez. Um, so, you know, starting in the back, we said Kyle Morton is your keeper. And then you have Joe Greenspan, Tommy V and Arturo Ordonez in front of them. That's a pretty solid back four to start. So again, this, this, this category in particular, we might have to do like a tournament style where we sort of put like, you know, <laughs> how many do we have here? There's uh what I can't do. 11. There's 11. So maybe we do a few groups of three and one of two and people can sort of pick, you know, their favorite from those. And then we'll have like a tournament style to figure that out. The keepers, there's just four of them. So it'll just be like pick one. Um, but it'll be interesting to sort of see how this shakes out for sure. And then next week, you know, the thought is we'll have a whole bunch of players to talk about and we'll have a Louisville game to talk about. Um, We'll have an AGM to talk about. And then in addition to that, we can talk about, um, or, you know, 
we'll see. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Maybe we'll save this for some other week where it's a little bit slower. We'll come back and we'll pick our wingers and our midfield and our forwards. Um, but I mean, you start thinking through some of the midfielders, some of the forwards, like this is not going to be easy. Um, but yeah, regardless, it was a good time going back through the list of players from like 2018 all the way through and going, Oh yeah, I forgot that we had, you know, Francois. I forgot that, you know, Nico <laughs> Brett spent a few seasons with us and, um, I bet you yeah. guys are going to pick uh, Danny Griffin for your midfield, aren't you? It, uh, listen, no joke. I I can't even remember everyone that we've had. I mean, other than Kenny, Kenny's been the one constant that's been here since Lily got here at midfield. But um, there's a number of guys as I was just like glancing through the list. I barely even remember their names. So um, I'm not lying, by the way. Like I think there's a 10% chance Pratsner uh, starts the year uh, for yeah. Ke- Kevin Kerr. <laughs> Kevin Kerr is a midfielder during the Lily era. So. Kevin's waving it off because he, ah. he he needs to be the superior Kevin in Pittsburgh who's not even Mwah. in Pittsburgh. So yeah, it's yeah. not it at all. Be that guy. <laughs> be that guy. Um, even wingers. I mean, you know, you have Ryan James and Jordan Dover. And like, uh, I wouldn't put Ryan James. I put. See, that's the thing. I kind of would. Would put you put Ryan, Ryan James midfield? I well, no, 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 yeah, maybe. But I equal 50-50 him in midfield or defense. Um, so would I you yeah yeah but here's the thing would you start ryan james over tommy v greenspan or ordonez yeah, absolutely really yeah, yeah. I, i'd i'd start ryan james over ordonez without even thinking that's um, what i was gonna say as a I center back sure why not i'd rather Dude, ryan have ryan james, james sitting as like a holding <laughs> I, know, I know i know i almost rather have him as like the holding midfielder in front of them sure but i'll, I'll let him play anywhere i don't care Except goalkeeper. Like, I'll, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. if I was setting up the team, I would almost prefer Tommy V as the holding midfielder and then have, you know, maybe get a Hugh Roberts or a Toby in the back line. I mean, but like, for, we're not. For me, I would put Bunky Zeal, Greenspan, and James all around the same value. It's hard for me to split them. Yeah. Wait, wait. Say okay. that again. You said Bunky Zeal, Greenspan, and James? Yeah. Around the same value. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can see why. Like, I completely understand. Yeah. Who's going to be the next one? Because honestly, I'm trying to think, especially in the Lily era, what other player would make it in that like S tier of players for me? And I don't know if there is anyone else. I think it's those three. That's what's tricky, right? Yeah. Like, like you yeah. can make an art. I mean, Kenny's been solid, but I don't think he's ever had like a season that just like blew my mind or anything, you know? <laughs> I mean, for the hounds, are you trying like yes? I don't know. He's he's pretty pretty solid. <laughs> like I feel and we like... can constrict it to the Lily era. Yes, I know. I agree. He's he's pretty solid. I I just don't know if he makes it in that S tier level of like describe explain explain bro. what you mean by S tier for people. I don't know. Isn't it like a ranking system, right? Yeah. You have like A B C D E F, but then S is like above A. So like yeah. S is like you know. Jordan and like LeBron level, right? And and everyone else is just like A or whatever. So maybe what we'll do is after we go through this, we'll pick like our MVP of the team. And that's where that's like that's the S tier right there. Because I mean, yeah. you're right. They're they're going through that list. There are a handful of players that you can be like, no, they were the they were the difference makers um for the season they were there. And players like Tommy V, players like Ryan James, um, you know, they're smart enough. Lily moved them all over on the field. 
and they were making differences everywhere. So, yeah, interesting. I think in another time, Alex Dixon gets close just from how purely talented Alex Dixon is. But yeah, I don't disagree. I feel like it's just for whatever reason, his spot was never really. Yeah, he he never fully bloomed. I think under Lily. No, even and that's saying something because he still put up pretty good numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Um. I totally missed this because I had something up on the screen, but Liz said, I hope there are no players. I want to see your head explode. So who knows? Maybe between now and Louisville, we won't get any new player announcements. And yeah, I mean, we'll, I, learn, we'll learn the rest of the team whenever they announce the starting 11 on game day against Birmingham. I think that, I mean, well, okay. If they're secretly keeping signings behind closed doors then whatever, but if it's legitimately, they haven't signed anyone between now and then I, like I, I that's serious worry because you're talking you're talking about an injury away from yeah. something where you're not playing you know starting 11 wasn't it detroit that had that issue last season mm-hmm. like they went into the season like they barely had enough people to field a team it's like well i hope they don't get injured because that's all they got and honestly i think that's that's probably part of like tactic and reason for, for signing a second goalkeeper, like among anything. Cause that's the one position you can't have, like, you know, yeah, you have to have someone. there. And if that's the case, it just makes me like even more so like, why, like what, what is causing this? Is it just Lily doesn't want to ring in players or we just don't, we don't have the money. Like which one it's gotta be one of the two. So I think it's a Lily thing. Yeah. I think he he just refuses to, like he uh, yeah I don't know from from and honestly I'm taking my cue a little bit from what you both have said over the many years we've been doing this podcast. But for, for from what it sounds like, he just refuses to pay what he believes is an overvalue of you know whatever a player he thinks he's worth. I mean, look, just like, if I pull up the defensive chart again, the center backs like. If we held on to Hugh Roberts or Todd Pratzner or Toby or Joe or Tommy V. Same, like, Todd Pratzner is a free agent, but if, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. So, Do you remember? This made me think. Do you remember when we had Dave Brandt and he brought those brothers like out of retirement? <laughs> like, was it one was like practicing law or something? He was like, no, come back and play pro soccer. They were both from Messiah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember their last uh, name, but either. one was like an assistant coach. And then he was like, no, 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 you're going to play too. You're going to be an assistant coach and you're going to play. And yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> stranger, th- stranger things have happened. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, Oh man. Even Shane wheat was starting to grow on me. So like <laughs> to see these guys leave, it's just ugh, hurts. Hurts. Um. Well, guys, we keep saying we have one more preseason game. It is Louisville. Just we're, we're less than two weeks away from the season starting March 11th, 7 p.m. in Birmingham. Um, next week's show will be very interesting because that's the first time we're going to have to make our predictions. And anyone else who is participating can make their prediction as well. Uh, we mentioned that uh, basically the way this pick'em game will work is every week before the game we'll put out a post on youtube that you can go and comment on give us your score predictions we will keep track every week if you pick the correct score you get three points if you pick the correct outcome so like win loss draw uh you'll get one point and if you get nothing right you get zero points whoever has the most points at the end of the season will get two free 
tickets to the Steel Army section for 2024 for the entire season. Season tickets, like free, done, done and done. One thing I wanted to ask you guys about, and we should do this off air, but we're going to do it on air just to like put you in the hot seat. Should it be whoever has the highest points that isn't us, they get it? Or do they have to beat us? Do they just have to have the most points overall? You're both shaking your head no. Okay, so yeah. even if we run the table with everybody and we take the top three know, spots. that's going to happen. Because <laughs> that's going to happen. Um, then basically whoever came in fourth would then get the tickets. Yes. So that's what we're saying. Okay. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. It would be really sad if like at the end of this, it's like, well, no one won. So ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, that feels cheap. <laughs> it does feel cheap. So yes, we will not do that. So guaranteed somebody who is not involved with Mongols. So that includes uh, Steve and Justin and Laura Ellen and Liz. Um, they also cannot win. Um, so yeah, if you want a chance to win the tickets, you have to be a supporter of the show. So again, we put the post out. It's $10 for the entire year. Uh, it's over on um, YouTube. It's gonna, We'll put it again on Twitter, assuming we can tweet. Uh, go join $10 a month. And if you signed up last year, then you're automatically entered as well. You don't have to sign up again and be a supporter of the show again. Um, and literally the $10 will be turned right around and help to pay for the tickets. So like, don't think that we're like making bank off of this because it's going right back to you. So, um, so yeah, go become a supporter of the show. Like I said, we'll share the, the stuff on social again tomorrow, this week, uh, sign up so that once we get started, you got a good shot at two free tickets. Like that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, thanks, Harry. Harry is saying that, uh, that people should have to beat the hosts, but, uh, yeah, that's only because Harry can't actually use the tickets here. So he just wants to see other people <laughs> try to actually fight us. So um, I'll be very skeptical if uh, Weichel Parks or Tosh, you know, Kroka <laughs> wins at the end of the year or something. Todd Pratzner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some breaking news uh, about Rochester. Uh, mm. Sources tell... Uh, this guy, I don't know who he is, <laughs> that the current owners of Rochester NYFC, terrible name, have reached an agreement with an Italian investor for the purchase of the team that should be completed in a matter of time. What's matter of time? That That's a given. Uh, but there was also an interesting thing in here said that uh, uh, Jamie Vardy close to leaving and more about the only independent team in blah 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 so then he links to his article about it but yeah uh so sounds like I mean, maybe they're getting invested they still only have eight players at this point uh so we'll see that we think they have like at the it, but it's when I don't, I don't know when the mls next pro season starts mls started this past weekend so like how, how do you field a team when the season's already started well, and MLS has already started, not MLS Next Pro. Who knows when that starts? Regardless, but let's say that starts next weekend or two weekends from now. Are they going to have a full team and a coach and a place to play? Like uh, We're only like three players ahead of them. Well, <laughs> <players. laughs> well, at least we have a coach. They don't have a coach, yeah, right? right. <laughs> but I was going to say, not that that matters with MLS two teams, but like that can't look good for the MLS Next Pro image. So, yeah, they don't play us until April. So they have at least another month-ish to get their act together, but yeah. I'm, I'm not holding that hope. Who do you I, think I, the Italian investor is? Hmm. Conte, Mario Batali. <laughs> <laughs> Who does Mario like Batali? Mario Bart. Oh, what's the guy's name? Who used to play for like Liverpool? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bob, we all both know that. Yeah. Uh, he played for everyone. He played, well, played it's, for Inter. It's Balotelli. Balotelli, that's what I was yes. going to say. Oh, Jeez, okay. that's, yeah, that's why. He was the one. Do you remember when Man City came to play at Heinz Field? He tried doing like a spinorama on yeah, goal and completely yeah, yeah. missed and immediately got benched. He was yeah. also the one that two guys ran on the field and got a selfie with him, and then they were like escorted down the tunnel. Um, that's right. Legend. Yeah. yeah, legend. You said Italian, and I thought Zlatan. I know he's Swedish, but he's still playing. No, really. oh, Zlatan Swedish, yeah. yeah. That'd be crazy. Zlatan was, well, Zlatan was in Pittsburgh to get his knee replaced, so I don't know. He wouldn't buy Rochester, but... Who, who doesn't he, like Vardy? Someone who doesn't like Vardy, who just did it just because they didn't like Vardy. Funny. Like, <laughs> Nobody that likes would Vardy. Be really funny. What if what if Zlatan bought Rochester, but the they had to rename the team the Zlatans? So it was the Rochester Zlatans. Still a better name than <laughs> Rochester <laughs> NYFC. Yeah. yeah. Harry just uh, added in chat that MLS Next Pro is scheduled to kick off on March 24th, which is what he has heard, but with no official schedule. Who actually knows? So less than a month to build a team and get a manager and crazy things have happened. So who knows? We'll see. Um, Guys, I feel like we've been rambling here for the past 15 minutes, and that's fine. Uh, Is there anything else going on that you guys want to talk about? I don't want to talk about MLS the actual season starting because why not Josh what happened Uh, it it was bad it was bad there was a lot of like high scoring games uh, one-sided high scoring games uh and of course you have the whole west coast situation where it's uh weather is terrible over there right now so like a whole bunch of games got canceled or i think it might only been one or two but still postponed and all that kind of stuff how was uh how was the coverage on apple tv plus i didn't watch a single one live like i Mm -hmm. i on Sunday, I threw on a game on my phone just to see if it would work because they, they do some games on just Apple TV. Mm. Like you don't have to subscribe to Apple TV MLS right. season subscription. So I just they had one on Apple TV regular. So I th- threw it up and it was it was fine. It looked like a regular MLS game. Like I couldn't tell the difference between the broadcast quality. I did hear that uh, some one of the games was being announced by usl uh regular uh i just forgot his name but <laughs> uh, yeah. by our regular announcer so it was really weird to watch that one and like listen to them talk about the game and be like hey this sounds like uh, i'm watching an mls or usl game yeah i when i would when we watched shrinking which i plugged earlier on apple tv plus the the advertisements for mls were ne- are everywhere so like apple's plugging the heck out of this um it'll be interesting to see what what that does for the league um i know we we had talked about and this is like another rabbit hole but coverage for the usl this year they've signed a one-year deal with espn so it'll be back on espn plus this year and then we'll see what happens after that but we know so much of uh revenue for the teams comes from those streaming rights and so um yeah it'll be interesting to see what apple does for mls and it'll be interesting to see what the usl does come next season when we go from there um I think that's it, guys. I, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, we got some players to talk about between now and the next episode. It'd be really funny if we come back and we still don't know. Funny's um, the wrong word, but okay. <laughs> I was gonna say we'll laugh so hard we'll cry. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're around Pittsburgh, get down for the game at Louisville. Again, it's free to get in. Concessions will be open. Go to the AGM at noon, Josh. Yep. Yep. Be there. Get your gear, and. Uh, yeah, 
Otherwise, I guess, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.